right, that was Batman by Disturbed kicking off the podcast. I'm Aaron Rollins, your host. This is Southeast Third. Thank you for tuning in. That was 107.3 The Fox bringing you that new track. They're going to go on a tour with Breaking Benjamin. Um, I've been a little absent over the last couple weeks. I've had uh, exams and tests to prepare for and homework to do. I'm just, I'm just not finding time to do everything anymore. It's a bummer because it's a change in uh, priorities and, you know, it's it's taking up some of my time to do the things I like doing, like getting on the podcast. Uh, I do have time to listen to podcasts. I listen to uh, Soft White Underbelly a lot. There's a lot of interviews on there that I find very interesting. and But it's uh, it's kind of eating up my, my time to do these, but I'm, I'm here now. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get right to it. Everybody's talking about a potential conflict with Russia and China and um, I honestly don't know where I stand anymore Um, they've had jets pushing towing the line if you've talked to anybody that's currently active in some of these more hush hush operations like pilots and how fighter pilots are training and what they're doing um, you know it's it's all about pushing the envelope as far as you can with regards to what you can get away with so I remember this guy was talking about how he was in in fighter jet school or fighter pilot school, excuse me, and he was talking about how they would fly at a low enough altitude to where they weren't violating anyone's airspace and they would pop up just long enough to get a visual on certain enemy uh, territory. And, you know, to me, that's just a new level of bold because... You know, dodging bullets on the ground is one thing. It's it's really hard to freaking do. However, you should be able to see who's shooting you or shooting at you. You know, you, you know the area you're in is a dangerous area, and you know where potentially the fire is going to come from. It's either going to come from in front of you or left or right. Uh, God forbid it comes from behind you. you <laughs> that's a bad day for anybody. But when you're in an aircraft... And they, they target you, whoever is, is target locking you, and they fire a, a, you know, a missile or a rocket or whatever you want to call it from the ground. It can come from any direction. And it's not just a 360 degree. It's a sphere. It's a sphere around your aircraft. It can be below and to the left, below and to the right, below to the front, below to the back. Uh, any combination of any direction is where that, that object can come from. And there's all this advanced technology to help you detect that, but, you know, it comes down to, you better bucker up. Excuse me, you better pucker up and uh, hold on to your butt because you're probably in for a ride. You know, they've, you see all those movies and videos about how they, uh, you know, finesse those rockets and missiles. And I'm just like, man, how, how is it in real life when they've got to, you know, dodge incoming, um, any incoming fire? You know, it's... It's, all, it's just as scary as being on a naval ship and other targets are shooting at you. You know, where are you going to fucking go if you're in that giant death trap on the water? You know, you can try to jump overboard, but who's to say you're going to survive that? You know, who's to say you're going to survive getting hit? So it's just all, it's all freaking dangerous. And, you know, I can't speak to what the modern military is like and, and what the, the atmosphere is like with the what the thoughts are about the pending engagements. And I know, and I've talked about this before, the Marine Corps is ready for a fight with China because they are 
essentially modeling their military to operate uh, like they did in World War II when they were island hopping in Japan. They're they're getting a uh, an amphibious force ready, and that means that they're getting rid of some things and focusing on others that relate to going from ship to shore, and that that means getting rid of tanks. And we saw that. Um, that means that they're doing more operations in uh, different jungle environments, different island hopping environments and exercises, working with certain countries that are in certain locations so that they get familiar with the terrain. You know, um, granted, it's all training. None of it's actual combat experience. But it's it's still beneficial for that potential conflict. They're gearing up for something very specific. And either they know something we don't know or they're just thinking that it's going to happen and they're preparing for the worst, which is what a lot of military uh, units do. So, you know, they, they try to war game or, or strategize um, all kinds of potential disaster situations. And so... Um, not to say that they know some secrets. I'm sure they do. But I'm, not to say that they know a, a war, another world war is coming. But, you know, they're preparing for one. Fuck. You know, all these all these people are talking about Chinese spy balloons and UFOs getting shot down. Okay, listen. Let me make this abundantly clear from my point of view. Like you guys care. But, you know, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I believe unidentified flying objects exist. I know that there are aircraft out there that are experimental, that aren't openly talked about. They're not covered by news or media. They're not released by any government entity. They're all experimental. They're um, trade secret or some sort of protected shit. Um, I I get that. I, I don't believe, and I'm being very specific here, I don't believe aliens had made contact with us. I don't believe that because, okay, so if aliens had made contact with us, there's just something about that that is so significant, I don't think it would be able to be kept a secret for long, you know, um, and I made a, an argument with my brother about this, I was like, the NSA kept their um, illegal observation of American citizens under wraps for over a decade. And it took a long time for somebody to expose them. This is an even bigger, more, more impactful secret. What What are the odds that this would even be hard, that this would be more difficult to expose? Well, the odds are very low. It wouldn't. It would be pretty, pretty. Uh, it would be pretty hard to expose this. Is what I'm getting at. And I, I just don't think that, you know, I I know that if aliens had made contact with the human race somebody would have blabbed it's just too big of, of a discovery you know they would have said that you know so and so gets all the credit because they're the ones that covered it up and and I'm the whistleblower that's what they would have done because that, that way at least they get some fame and, and credit and credit for you know revealing the discovery or the person that discovered it would have been like I've made the most significant discovery in human history I've made contact with another life form uh, from a different planet and we know that life forms exist on different planets. We know that. It's been established. But you know that because um, other, you know, life forms have been brought to this planet from meteors and asteroids and all that other crap. I don't remember the damn classification for what a meteor or an asteroid is. There's a significant difference. 
Uh, one of them makes impact with the Earth. Another one doesn't. Or it burns up in the atmosphere or some dumb shit. I, I don't fucking know. It's one of those things. Anyway, um, so the, we know that those things have brought organisms onto our planet. And when, when fucking astronauts land back on the, the surface, they have to be decontaminated. And why is that? Because you don't know what kind of shit they're bringing from outer space back to Earth. It could be something that we have no way of defending against, and it'll run rampant and wipe out the fucking human race. You know, that's, that is a fucking possibility. So, they've, they've got to be prepared for that. And, um, oh, anyway. So, you've got all that. And, uh, I'm just losing my train of thought. So, I, I do believe extraterrestrial life does exist. Do I believe that we've made contact with an extraterrestrial organism that is capable of, of communicating across star systems and planets? No, I don't believe that. I believe it already would have been discovered or talked about already. So, um, you know, I, I just don't think that, that that something like that, something that big, can be just be kept a secret for so long. You know, it just, it just doesn't seem feasible to me. Um, you're telling me the most significant discovery is, is sitting in somebody's government computer files and you got these, you got these wackos that are, are friggin', um, you got these wackos that are holding on to it saying like, oh, I, I know they made contact, they've, they've got it covered up in Roswell and they're communicating with our government officials and trying to mind control them and trying to establish a, a new world order and all this other stuff. Why? Why? Why are aliens wanting to do that? What is so special about this fucking planet? You know, if this planet was that fucking special, then how, how is it that we are only as, as far as we are? You know, if this planet was so rare and so valuable, you know, we, we, something, we would have cracked that code by now. We've been on this fucking planet for millions of years. Well, not humans, but you know what I'm saying. Um, not, the, not the current species of human. Um, so, but you get what I'm saying. We've been around for a long fucking time. And we haven't figured it out yet? I don't think we're that special. I don't think we're, we're that unique to the universe. Um, I think our expression of carbon-based life forms is unique. I think that is because it's a very specific blend of circumstances, environment controls that had to happen for us to be where we are at. They're very specific. You know, we had to have the just right temperature. We had to have the asteroid kill out all the dinosaurs, which I think there was something that was published about how the dinosaurs died even before the asteroid hit. But we had to have a certain amount of carbon in the atmosphere, nitrogen. We had to be so far away from the sun. We had to have the moon orbit the planet a certain way to, to give us tides and water um, the way that the water is. I mean, y'all know where the fuck I'm coming from. Don't act like you don't know what I'm saying. Um, so... You know, we, we had to have all these specific uh, criteria met in order to have life on this planet. And that's not to say that there's not another planet out there that doesn't have similar criteria that has to be met for them to have life. Um, so there, there's this game called Mass Effect Andromeda that kind of explores that. It explores another galaxy. So the whole concept is, is that in Mass Effect... There's this advanced alien species that's going to come and wipe out all living life. And it's going to save some samples, and it's going to catalog them, um, and it's going to, you know, detail 
everything that advanced, how it advanced, and then it's going to find out a way to kill everything, and then it's going to do it. So there was a, a contingency plan in case that was successful. They wanted life from our from our galaxy to live, but to live in another galaxy. So they all load up in this ship, and they take this incredibly long flight into another galaxy. It was the Andromeda galaxy. That's why it's called Mass Effect Andromeda. Surprise, surprise. Um, so anyway, they uh, they they explore what life would be like on these other planets and you see all these different creatures all these crazy colors how certain metals are, are reacting and I just I just don't understand how science could even guess at some shit like that because we only have an understanding of how science works on our planet and what Neil deGrasse Tyson explained that kind of made open my eyes to this is that you know you got guys like Einstein Einstein explained the law of uh, relativity um, and he was talking about gravity and stuff like that. And Neil deGrasse Tyson said, well, this is how science works. We come up with this law, the theory of relativity. Or um, we come up with these theories, the, or the law of relativity. Or theory, you know what the fuck I'm saying. Don't act, don't act stupid. So uh, he comes up with this. He postulates this. And everybody's like, oh, hey, yeah, it applies. It applies to Earth, Mars, Jupiter. Um, but there's a, couple, there's a planet in our solar system that it doesn't apply to. I think it's Mercury or Venus. And they're like, well, what the hell? Well, that doesn't mean that his theory is wrong. It means it's incomplete. It means that it it doesn't apply to everything. It applies to specific things, you know, like most of the planets in our solar system. But there's one exception. And there are certain conditions that had to be met for that planet to meet that exception. And it's just like, you know, with um, how things work on our planet with chemistry. There, there are certain things that we've been able to observe, but we haven't been on another fucking planet yet. You know, we've been on the moon. Some people even doubt that. But, I mean, who's to say that things aren't going to be different on Mars? The atmosphere is different. The gravity is different. You know, and you can simulate that shit in a lab all you want, but, you know, there's, there's just things that you cannot account for. Once you get out there and start actually practicing this stuff. Um, uh, anyway, I just yammered on about bullshit for this whole podcast. Um, just suffice it to say, I don't believe advanced alien species have made contact with us yet. I don't, I don't fucking believe that shit. Uh, you can argue that with me all you want. I'm not going to see it your way. You know, I mean, if, if people had collected some sort of benefit from contacting alien species... What was the, the benefit they gained? How to make fucking cell phones? Oh, give me a break. No fucking way that that's the technology they got from aliens. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Um, oh, my back is killing me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not buying that shit, man. I'm not. Um, so, there's that. Uh, I don't buy that they've been uh, manipulating world government to make this new civilization, a new breed of human species. I don't, I don't buy it. You know, there's, there's not enough evidence. You may have some evidence. You may have some speculation. And I'm, I'm more than willing to agree that you've got something there. But you're not convincing me. You're not. You're not. I'm just not convinced. I'm not convinced. And I hope you're not convinced either because, you know, it's just... It's just another conspiracy to buy into, to waste your time obsessing over, and distract you from things that really matter, like fucking Russia taking over Ukraine. And everybody wants to talk about how Russia is not the bad guy. Ukraine's the bad guy. They're in bed with Biden. 
yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay, we'll see how you feel when Russia goes back to taking over territories like it did when it was the fucking USSR. And they don't only stop at Ukraine, but they go after Moldova. They go after um, uh, Croatia, all of those damn countries that used to be in the USSR. And they try to go back to being their old empire and start establishing, you know, Eastern Hemisphere dominance. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do that with China, but they're going to start pushing on other territories. I bet you they will. They're not going to stop at fucking Ukraine, man. They're not. No matter who succeeds uh, Putin. Putin's already put it in the, 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 the government's mindset to try to expand and grow and take over territories and take over certain installations that are beneficial, like nuclear power plants and power, power you know, places. Anyway, I'm ranting and going on and on and on. So, um, you know, just keep your eyes open, man. Please, please have a safe place to go if shit hits the fan. Um, whether it's an underground bunker or, you know, keep some weapons in your home, um, in a safe place, in a clean place. If you've got weapons, maintain your weapons. Don't just let them fucking sit there like a trophy. You know, practice those things. Those are tools. They're not toys. Weapons are not fucking toys. I'm going to say it again. Weapons are not goddamn toys. Grow the fuck up. They're, they're fucking tools, all right? Um, so if you have those, man, just please take care of them and be ready. You know, I'm not saying that something is coming. I'm just saying that you don't want to get caught with your pants down. Um, I'm nervous about, you know, what the future will hold. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything catastrophic, but shit, man. We, America is just doesn't, doesn't go through peacetime that long. It just doesn't. You know, you look at it historically, we, we don't do peacetime for that long. We really don't. And now the military is growing softer. Uh, we're not in war anymore. Um, I don't know what our budget looks like these days, but the military is not what it used to be. Uh, Special Forces might still be Tier 1 or A Tier or S Tier or whatever you want to call it. I'm pretty sure about that, but the regular regular infantry, regular combat MOSs, it's tough, man. It's it's fucking tough. So, (sighs) proud to be an American. (laughs) And with that, I'm going to end this Southeast 3rd episode. Please drink water. Please take care of yourself. Please. Have a plan. Just just have a plan. You don't have to expect to use it even in the next 10 years. You know, just but just have something in place. I'm your host, Aaron Rollins. This has been another exciting episode of Southeast Third. Thank you for tuning in. I am signing off.